You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe staff keeps the boys in line. And of course, the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your snacking co-host, Trey. I'm Stephanie. And uh, I am uh, the color man, Big Dev, slash uh, this week's historian. Oh, man. (laughs) We're in trouble. (laughs) But before we get into the topic of the show, we got to do our shot. Yes, we do. I am again drinking the single barrel crown. And Trico is also getting a white girl wasted with the fireball. <laughs> Damn it, Jimmy. <laughs> Should have left that tequila here. I'm I'm sure there's tequila here. Yeah. yeah. Well, like he had this uh gas monkey tequila that he's talking about on his show. Like he had Bob and Norm on his show. Uh Bob from IT and the D and Norm from uh Starship or Ninja Starship. Mm-hmm. And they were going on and on about this, like, Gas Monkey tequila that's made by the dude that does the show or owns the shop Gas Monkey, and he has a show. And I'm like, dude, I got to try because they made it sound amazing. Like, it's kind of like Fireball, but, like, it's a tequila. And I'm like, oh, that my God. sounds awful. What? I agree. <laughs> well, like, all of them liked it. Like, everyone was like, yeah, this is really good. So I'm like, all right, Jimmy probably left it at the studio, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, cool, when I get to the studio, I'm going to try it. You know, and he didn't. So damn it, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I am drinking uh, Lucky's uh, Moonshine Pineapple. Mm -hmm. Ooh, look out, ladies. (laughs) I feel sexier already. (laughs) All right. So so this week we are going to be talking about the Women Air Force Service Pilots, better known as the Wasps. Nice. Uh, they were a, a World War II uh, women's a paramilitary organization, uh, which means they were just civilians uh, serving the military. Trico. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just women in the military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they were uh, a group that is actually formed from two earlier uh, women pilot groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the two pilot groups were the Women's Flying Training a, a Detachment, uh, the WFTDs, and uh, yeah. Mm. That sounds a little cl- too close to like STDs yeah. for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, if you're uh, dyslexic like me, and I read it originally like, what the fuck, Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the Women's Auxiliary Ferrying Squadron, or the WAFs. Um, the, the two groups merged in, wait, um, when the yes. WAFs shot someone down, the, were they like, Hey, you got waffled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trico. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> uh, so, <Get> <laughs> yeah. so the, these two groups, uh, merged on August 5th, uh, 1943 to form the, uh, the WASPs group. Um, it was the first all-civilian women's pilots to fly for the U.S. Army during World War II. Uh, basically, uh, the program was created out of the need to free up men for combat duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so these women would, uh, some of them who were 
uh, licensed commercial pilots. Of course, they couldn't get jobs as commercial pilots, but they had the license <laughs> to be pilots. Uh, they uh, they joined they joined the service and uh, to fly planes back and forth from factories to cool. uh, ports of em- embarkation or training facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, when the when the uh, the original two groups. Uh, were formed uh there was and and it kind of goes into this into the wasps history um 25,000 women applied um only 1900 were accepted and only uh 1100 were e- ever able to complete the training hmm. that's the same statistics as the uh, mustache right uh, <laughs> yes. applications yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all accepted. <laughs> I was say, come on now. <laughs> Only 1,100 were able to finish. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, as you probably guessed, mostly white uh, white women. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were uh, two uh, Mexican American women, uh, two Chinese American women, and one Native American woman that. Uh, that it served. There was one African American woman that mm-hmm. uh, tried to apply, and she was asked to uh, retract her her application. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, racism. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, but it's still, anytime I hear something like that, it just it, it floors me. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's it not a me. whole lot of detail as to why she was asked to withdraw. Whether <laughs> it was whether it was just like straight racism, or like. Yeah, just no. This isn't going to happen. Or if it was like, look, this is going to be too big of a deal to deal with. We're trying to get you know get this together and free men up for the war. So it would be best if you just didn't try to push this this subject right now. It's just it was just a footnote. Like, yeah, there was this black chick, uh, but she was like, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love history. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the original idea came from uh, Jackie Cochran, um, who she was already uh, uh, flying planes and uh, a, a test pilot called uh, Nancy Harkness Love. Uh, they came up with the idea in 1941, uh, but the idea wasn't instated until like later years of the war. Um, each independently submitted the idea to the the Army Air Forces, which used, which becomes the air force that we know it today. So uh, they uh, they both submitted these ideas to uh, General Hap Arnold, uh, who originally turned down the idea, but he promised Cochran the job if they ever actually decided to do this. Uh, this so crazy need- newfangled yeah. idea of women yeah. flying like, planes in the military. Tell you what, little lady, if yeah. we ever need you that bad, you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to throw you a bone on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh so yeah, you know, so they they submitted these ideas um uh, because they could see that you know, we they had a lot of men uh here basically trapped in training duty trying mm-hmm. to um service the service the war machine as it were and and I think it kind of comes out of the the tail end of um of World War One, where they were kind of already talking about the ideas of women taking over military roles, um, but non-combative military roles. 
Um, because women are weak and they might yes, get the vapors. Exactly. Can't have that happening. Everything gets so messy during war. We need someone to cook mm-hmm, and clean mm-hmm. during this war. And what happens when they get their period? Yeah. Good Lord. There'll be bears attacking. I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, so bears I mean, attacking the so, airplanes. Yeah, so, you know, let's... <laughs> Damn flying bears. <laughs> you know, let's, let's be... You know, real about this. There were women serving in the military at the time. Right. Typically, like serving dinner, nurses, and that <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, there's a history of women serving yeah. as nurses in 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 the military right. for you know. And there were uh, there was another group, uh, and I cannot remember the the acronym they gave them, but they were basically uh, I think it was WAX, W A C S. Basically, they were like stenographers and some of them were actually engineers, like mechanical engineers and would actually work on things. And um, there was levels of what they did. And uh, what I read was basically the ones that couldn't make the top two levels of like servicing equipment or running the the switchboards for for radio uh, sequences. Uh, they were the bakers and they were looked down upon by the other women. <laughs> like they gave them shit for being the bakers. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be that kind yeah. of, don't be a self-hating woman. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know anyone that bakes food. I'm like, hey. Uh, I've already, <laughs> yeah. I've already told Devin that if he makes me a certain type of cupcake, he, he can have whatever he wants. <laughs> we, I, yes, I said yes. that in public, which well on Facebook. So it is, is. It I is mean, now written in the public, histories yeah. of Facebook. Awesome. <laughs> um, so so when, while this this is all going on, okay. The girls in wax when yeah. they like fix something, where they like you got waxed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Draco. So many good. Uh, <laughs> so so many good lines that <laughs> missed opportunities no, no. during this war. Nope, 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 nope. You mean so many missed terrible opportunities <laughs> that should have been missed. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they were missed. <laughs> um, so during this time, uh, the British already had a program similar to this called mm-hmm. the, uh, the Air Transport Auxiliary. They already were hiring women to fly planes from... Uh, from factories or, you know, to training grounds and places where they were going to be needed. And uh, actually, Cochrane was one of the first ones that went over to serve with the British uh, in these flight schools. And uh, so the ladies were were taught uh, flying non-combat missions in combat conditions. So even though they weren't having to do, like, all the dog fighting and all that, they did have to avoid all that shit because oh. I mean you know it, it was Germaning yeah the Germans yeah. weren't that far away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and it wasn't uh, you know she wasn't the only one. There was several uh, from you know could be up to you know thousands of of women from the United States that went over and served, and only uh, only three decided to come back. To serve in the in the WAPS WASPS Corp. So did you just say WAPS? WASPS. <laughs> I I my, my tongue is numb because of all the fireball that's in the room. <laughs> yeah. he, can you feel his dragon breath on you from across the table? I can. Pretty soon, uh, it's gonna go from big red gum to like, oh my god, I'm in cinnamon heaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, only three American women would eventually return from the British program to serve as a, a wasp flyer. Um, there were 
two classes, uh, the originals. Uh, they were uh, they formed the original WAFs program. Mm-hmm. They all the women that were in this uh, this particular class had at least fourteen hundred hours of flight training and had a commercial uh, pilot rating. Um, their training, uh, the training that they did for this program. Um, the, the originals was basically they went to a 30-day class on how to file army paperwork and how to fly the military way, <laughs> <laughs> which was all like, look, dames, I don't think you know how to fly, see? <laughs> I don't know why I went with that voice, but, uh, you know. But, you know, yeah, it, 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 it felt accurate, <laughs> yeah. actually. I felt like I was transported back yeah. in time. <laughs> uh, news bulletin from overseas. <laughs> you know, really quick, I'm going to interrupt you just to say that we should do another one of those um, little plays, like the one that you wrote <laughs> yeah. when we first started, like, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, a, a special episode? I, I feel yeah. like we, we, we need to have that. Awesome. I'll help you write write it if you want to make it easier on you but we should do it anyway (laughs) back to the wasps yeah so they uh so yeah they're they're training for the the originals uh were you know it was just basically paperwork and like this is how you fly a military plane because you haven't ever flown one before so clearly (laughs) you don't know um so then uh, the next group, uh, which was the the last 19 classes that were, were trained, were called the guinea pigs. It's <laughs> a terrible name. Well, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense because technically they were the guinea pigs right, of this right. uh, new thing that they yeah, were rolling but out. So. 18 classes all of them guinea pigs. Yeah, well, <laughs> After mean, the first class, it's no longer guinea yeah, pigs. I, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, like the first class guinea pigs, the rest of them should at least be yeah. like something cooler, like a condor or like, I don't know. Yeah. Something cooler. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so they had uh, they had very minimal formal flight training. Uh, and by minimal, it was the first class had uh, 200 hours of flight training outside of the class, and then they like reduced it down to 100 and I think that's pretty much where they kept it was you had to at least have some experience flying, but you didn't need to be an, an ace by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Um, so so this group, they were trained in Texas. Uh, they had no formal lodging, no uniforms, no insurance, no crash truck to service them at the airport, um, no fire truck. They had very minimal medical care, and uh, they were loaned one ambulance from the local uh, Army Air Force Base. Their their minimal medical care was like, here's a box of tampons. (laughs) (laughs) If you get a nosebleed, shove it up your nose. Right. Do what you will with these. We don't really care, but this is what you get. Um, Yeah, they were were a pretty uh, ragtag bunch. Uh, They were were kind of looked down upon as uh, being... You know, lesser pilots, uh, but you know that uh, that doesn't mean they didn't do great things. Mm-hmm. Um, the The last class that was ever trained uh, for this WASPs program uh, only operated for two and a half weeks. The class was graduating as they were basically being like, "Yeah, uh, the war's winding down. We've pretty much uh, have this in the bag." So. Uh, tough titties. <laughs> Time for y'all to go home. <laughs> um, well, and the program didn't last that long. It was no, only a it couple was like of years. yeah, it was like two years max. Yeah, so it was. Uh, 
you know, you, th- you think about it's like, oh, well, they trained a- 1,100 women to, to fly these combat courses. And then like the last 38 or so didn't really do a whole lot. They kind of went to a base and were like, that's a plane. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the you know, these uh, even though, you know, so we have what, uh, 20 classes of women that were uh, that went through this program. Um, they actually were during their training. Some of them were actually doing better than some of the male pilots that were getting trained for the Sweet. same job. Because just because you have a penis doesn't right. mean you yeah. can do something better. Well, some people are going to chalk it up to the fact that they didn't actually have to go through the advanced training uh, uh, for these uh, these fighter pilots because it was you know they were operating strictly in the American theater. They weren't having to go overseas where there was real fighting. And uh, I love how it was real fighting. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Those were finger yeah. quotes, people. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they didn't. You know, they they served here in the United States without really any heavy actual combat. So, you know, some people are going to chalk it up to like, well, of course they did better because they didn't actually have to go through the full, full training that a lot of these men had to go through. Um, But that being said, uh, you know, of these 1100 women that uh, actually completed 38 actually died from uh, plane malfunctions. Uh, There's stories that, the parachutes that they were given during were these, faulty. Not not just faulty. They weren't fitted for them. So if they jumped out of the plane, if there was an issue, uh, they could slip right out of the. Uh, they could uh, the literally parachute. come right off really? of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, there was actually a story, and I and I didn't <laughs> write her name down. Um, of one of the pilots, she was flying uh, from a factory to a training depot, and she saw smoke. And they were always told, at first sign of trouble, you jump out of the plane. And she knew, like, it, she was going to die regardless because she's either going to slip out of the, the parachute or she's going to die in, in a fiery crash. Uh, so she basically was like, no, I'm going to fly this plane until, <laughs> until I see flames. I'm not going to jump out until I see flames. She ends up getting to where she needed to go, and they found out like it was like one of the gauge clusters had a faulty wiring, and it smoked, and but it wasn't going to cause her no harm whatsoever. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. For cool. you know what, you're big right. old brass balls on that. Bitch. If you're yeah. going to die either way, yeah. yeah, you might as well wait until the last yeah. possible moment to hit the eject button. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I said 38 died. Um, one of them was a Mabel Rawlinson uh, from, from Kazoo. Yeah. Yep, from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Michigan. Yep. I mean, I'm not happy that she died, but well. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of her <laughs> yeah. for what she did yeah. and what she yeah. accomplished um, before that. The 38 that died, 11 were in training, and 27 were in active How duty. How did they die in training? Uh, so Mabel actually died in training. Uh, uh. Sh- they were going on night flights, um, and something happened with her plane. Her and her instructor ended up crashing and there's a story uh, of the person that was supposed to go in her place on that plane um they ran out they heard the the crash sirens and they said you know the plane was on the fire crash sirens from the one ambulance that <laughs> yes. was on <laughs> uh, at, at this point in time that they were in better conditions oh, okay. not much better but they were in better uh, a better place um but yeah she she had crashed and the the person that was supposed to go out in her training spot said you could hear her screaming in the plane 
and her instructor had been ejected from the plane and had you know had gotten severely injured and I don't think he ended up dying though mm. from his injuries but uh yeah they said it was it was horrible they they were just in horrible conditions especially where they were at in Texas apparently the first uh class was delayed uh in graduation because it was foggy. It was wet. It, it was just bad conditions to try to train people that had hardly flown in. Yeah. Um. So. So we had so these uh these ladies they uh they go to a a bunch of different bases throughout the United States to to fly. Um. They delivered twelve thousand six hundred aircraft, roughly, yeah. Yeah. over the course of the two years, and it was seventy-eight different types of aircraft. Sweet. Uh, they, the ones that stayed in for at least a year, uh, were able to eventually test rocket, uh, rocket planes, jet planes, and some even got to work the uh, radar-controlled uh, planes for really? for combat training. Um, the fucked up part is. <laughs> The ones that were there just starting out, some of them had to uh, fly dr- tow drones, so empty aircraft behind their plane through anti-aircraft training. Really? <laughs> yeah. So these ladies are flying through active artillery to train guys on how to use the, uh, the to shoot an- down the drone. Yeah, how to shoot j- down planes with uh, anti-aircraft artillery, um, and they had to do strafing runs and they would haul cargo. Uh, to different places. So they weren't just ferrying the planes. They were doing some other things. Um, some of which uh, would explain why 27 of them died in active yeah. duty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a, kind of a dick move. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, this is what we want you to do. We want you to get in this plane. We want you to tow this plane behind you. And then we're going to shoot at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. I think I'd pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so because a lot of these women were, you know, because this was a paramilitary group, um, they didn't, they weren't uh, given full military benefits. So if they died, they were sent home at the family's expense. Oh. The family had to pay for everything, and they were not allowed to actually drape the flag over the coffin as a sign of military service. Mm-hmm. Um, the and it's funny because after this all go, all this happens, the the records get sealed, and then in 1977, the Air Force goes, "Hey guys, we're training the first female pilots ever." Oh uh, no, they know. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a long lengthy battle. They finally unseal the records, and the Air Force got to go. Well, yeah, we. we, we <laughs> well, I'll be not. damned. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so when that all this happens uh, in 1977, Barry Goldwater, who was a senator at the time, um, he was also a ferry pilot in World War II. He introduces a bill to be able to uh, for the uh, GI Bill Improvement Act that actually gets them the ability to have full uh, veteran affairs benefits, except they can't be buried in Arlington Cemetery. Wow. Um. In 2002, the the military reevaluates that. They say yes, you can. And then in 2015, someone reevaluates it and goes, yeah, no, because we're <laughs> because of what we're doing militarily, you can't. We need, we yeah. need the room right yeah. now. Yeah. We need the room, so you <laughs> because can't do we're it. doing a lot of ridiculous yeah. shit. And then so. in 2016, another law gets passed that basically says, well, you can bury the cremains there, but you can't actually bury full full 
blown bodies there. <laughs> so, uh, and then in 2009, uh, Barack Obama, uh, with the help of the Congress, actually awards the the wasps the you know post post death <laughs> post death and uh, right. and the the 300 that could actually make it to to Washington he uh, presents them with the congressional gold medal and uh, and then in also in 1984 uh, they were also uh, awarded the World War II victory medal and those serving over a year received the American Theater Ribbon uh, or the American Campaign Medal. Sweet. So they did eventually get the... Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Once but, most of them were dead. Yeah, so <laughs> they they, the dead yeah. ones, they weren't there to see it. Yeah. But, right. you at, know. Least they, at least they got the recognition that I, they no, I so agree. I agree. deserved. And uh, so, yeah. So that's a little bit of history of uh, the wasps. Sweet. Women flying planes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. lordy. What will they do next, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Things are getting crazy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Very uh, nice. So it's time to uh, pop out the plugs. All right. Well, I'll go first this week, I guess. Yes, you will. (laughs) Uh, So the Snake Oil Empire. Uh, yeah. Snake oil comics. Snake oil horror. Maybe. Gary. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will give a shout out to the History of Bad Ideas guys. Uh, they have a table at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Sweet. Um, I'm going to be going down there and visiting them. Uh, and a couple of guys from across the pond are coming over and we're going to hang out and we're going to drink some delicious, delicious beer. Nice. And, uh, you know, as always, fuck Steve. Yes. <laughs> fuck Steve. Um, I'm going to plug stephaniemenard.com for all your Stephanie Menard needs. And I'm also going to plug the Salty Language podcast, which uh, Tony's Tony's (laughs) been trying to get me on there. And it just hasn't worked out, unfortunately. But I am deeply saddened because Devin... And Tony were drinking in Lincoln Park right up the street from my house. Oh. And if I would have... I don't even call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and they didn't know that I lived right up the street, yeah. so it's really not their mm-hmm. fault. But I got fake it, upset about it because I'm like, really? Not that I would have drank beer. To be, but f- I- to be fair, we had no idea we were going there. <laughs> oh, and you, and yeah. you didn't know I lived down there anyway. Yeah, it, doesn't, exactly. it doesn't matter. I'm just teasing you mm-hmm. because I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my feelings are hurt, and uh, you guys suck. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But yeah, check out Salty Language Podcast. It's pretty cool. Indeed. And in Devin's defense, no one ever means to go to Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we just, just kind of end up there sometimes. Yeah. Like, where the am I? The band or the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, if you enjoy history, as we all do, and you want a sweet, sweet history tea, uh, go on to historytees.net. Use promo code SOH16. Save a lot of money and get yourself a sweet, sweet history tea. <laughs> <laughs> you like put, put some stank on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also, go on our website, click on any of the links there, and buy all the things because we get cut of that money, and we need that money. Um, hopefully, if we make enough, I can buy my own, I guess, monkey tequila. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you're so butthurt about it. <laughs> Damn it, Jimmy. Did, why didn't you leave the thing that you paid for yeah, here for me yeah. to drink? Come on. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Think about all this, Jimmy. Damn it. 
Um, and I want to, I forgot to last episode, but uh, there's a website called Rejected Princesses. Uh, they have like a lot of historical female figures on there and they draw them as like Disney princesses. So it's really cool. Yeah. And they give you like really good information. It's not yeah. just a couple of paragraphs. It's really cool. And especially like if you have children, like a mm-hmm. daughter, yeah. Just, you know, be careful. Look at what uh, these rejected princesses may have done. Yeah, As yeah. we know, uh, the last things. episode, there was boobs sewn to mouths. And nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, that nah. is not child appropriate. But there <laughs> nope. might be some other ones that are. Yeah, it could this be. a good way to share history yeah. with your with your children. Yeah. The artwork's amazing. So check it out now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And that's all I got. Sweet. Mm. Well, Trico, do your thing. All right, so in, until next time, dear listeners, <laughs> I'm Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm still the color man, Big Duff. <laughs> it's 12. 12-